0: Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Three Plastic Surgeons and a Microphone. I'm Dr. Sam DeJuricar, at um, Sam DeJuricar on Instagram. Uh, And I'm with Sam Ree as always, who's at Bergen Cosmetic. Unfortunately, we are not joined today by Sal Pacella, who's our third plastic surgeon. We wish him a speedy recovery after arthroscopic knee surgery. But instead, we have the pleasure of talking to both Trey Phillips and Lisa Gardner Phillips, who we're going to introduce in a second. But you can find Lisa at Doc Fort Worth and uh, their brand that they're gonna talk about at well Cell CBD. So uh, before we get on with the meat of the program, I'm gonna turn it over to, to Sam, who's gonna tell us uh, the, the usual disclaimer information we must, we must tell.
1: Thanks, Sam. This show is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is for informational purposes only. Treatments and results may vary based on the circumstances, uh, situation, and medical judgment after appropriate discussion and always seek the advice of your surgeon or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding medical care. And never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking advice because of something in this show.
0: Thanks, Sam. So, you know, a a few uh, weeks ago, we did an episode on alternative approaches to post-surgical pain that at least four or five patients have already talked to me about, and it was very well received. And so we thought we would continue that theme a little bit more by inviting uh, uh, Dr. Gardner, uh, Dr. Gardner-Phillips, and Trey onto the show. So I've known Lisa for several years. She's actually a board-certified physician uh, who's based in Fort Worth, Texas, who transitioned to a, uh, from a thriving practice in OB-GYN to an even busier practice in both aesthetic and regenerative medicine. Um, she's incredibly talented. Uh, I've had the pleasure of collaborating with her on several patients, and she's beloved by her patients. She has an almost cult-like following with her patients, where she basically tells them what to do, and they basically do it, and through, through, uh, uh, and that and that's benefited me because she's sent many people to me, so I'm grateful for that. Um, through Lisa, I've had the pleasure of meeting her husband Trey. Um, uh, Trey's impressed me from the moment I met him with his very analytical and tactical approach to business, which isn't surprising because he's a formal, a former SWAT team leader in uh, in Fort Worth. But both Trey and Lisa are intensely into fitness uh, and have a holistic approach to not only medicine but to life in general and a few years ago they began to espouse the benefits of CBD to me um in fact in 2018 they were so passionate they founded the first and only physician-owned CBD apothecary in Fort Worth which is called Thrive uh, and they basically uh, are able to hold their their products to a higher standard um uh, that like like doctors basically try to do and 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 you know uh really have taken CBD to the next level so in 2020, they actually developed their own brand of CBD products, WellCell, which I'm sure they'll tell us about, uh, which is part of their broader vision to promote the benefits of CBD throughout the country. So we're thrilled to welcome them to the podcast today, uh, and I'm really excited to learn about how I might incorporate CBD into my post-surgical practice. So Trey and Lisa, thank you so much. Well, yeah, thank you. Thanks here. for having us.
2: That means a lot yeah. to us. It really does.
0: So thank you again. Oh, thank you guys. So. You know, I'm going to start with the basics, just because some people listening to the podcast may not know anything about CBD. They just sort of hear it advertised, um, and they and they think that it's still you know a form of marijuana, and they're and they're a little skeptical about it. So, how does CBD differ from marijuana? Why should we feel okay about promoting it to our patients?
3: Sure. So, I'll kind of go backwards just a little bit. So, CBD is short for cannabidiol. Cannabidiol is a chemical compound that is found in the, chem- in the cannabis plant. And within the cannabis plant, there's over a hundred of these chemical compounds um, that, that make cannabis. And so the U.S. government actually defines the difference between what is hemp and what is marijuana by the amount of Delta-9 THC that naturally occurs. And so the U.S. government says anything with A delta nine THC content higher than three tenths of one percent is marijuana. Anything below that three tenths of one percent is hemp. Now you can find C B D in both hemp and marijuana, and there's different strains, there's different species of it that determines is it a high THC producing plant or is it a high C B D producing plant. And so for years, you know, Delta 9 uh, THC was the was the most known cannabinoid because it it gets you high, it has the psychoactive properties and it really wasn't until several years ago that the cannabinoid CBD really started to make headway and scientists and doctors were starting to see the most therapeutic benefits from CBD uh, itself versus its THC counterpart. Okay, so what are some of
0: those benefits that, that you can see with CBD? About Man,
2: there's there's so many. And then also, <clears throat> I want to preface this with CBD has been around for a really long time, since 1980. So it was actually discovered by Dr. Matulam in Israel. I don't know if you guys know that part of it either. It's pretty impressive. Um, so it's been around for a long, long time. So in, in in a very short period of time, it's been sort of like a new thing in America, but it's actually really old. It's been around for a really long time. So American medicine has been very, um, pharmaceutically driven as we all know. And that's kind of what we're taught to do. Like give a little Percocet after, you know, after you deliver a baby or, I mean, we were using Demerol, we were doing all kinds of stuff. Right. Um, but we found, you know, and you know, this in medicine, there's a lot of side effects after you have an operation or any surgical procedure, minor or major, it doesn't make any difference. You end up getting some side effects from, like, a good example, constipation from an opioid after you've had surgery doesn't work very well because you're hurting already and then your guts start hurting. So um, we kind of went away from, when when I changed my practice, Trey was a big part of that, when I left OB and retired from that, I started realizing how many of my patients were actually on meds, just generally speaking, whether it was post-op or not, they were on opioids. And I, I just couldn't get over that. So we were like, you know, there's gotta be a better way. And then we started hearing a lot more about CBD and then decided, you know, we need to make this something that is more of a professional brand. So people believe and then they trust. So that was the biggest problem we were having is getting people to, to trust the fact that this has been around for a really long time. So.
3: And I think like to even go back to your question, you know, what does it do? Um CBD for us was born out of the need for a solution for Lisa. Um, Lisa stopped writing prescriptions several years ago, and despite her parent uh, her patients doing really well on hormone replacement therapy and you know better diet and lifestyle,
1: ninety nine
3: point nine percent of them still came to her and said, "I have anxiety, I can't sleep. I'm in chronic pain, uh, depression, you know the whole gambit and lisa really kind of felt like she didn't have another tool in her toolbox to offer her patients and so uh you know when she started researching cannabis and cbd specifically um, you know she did it in her medical journals and she felt like you know there's got to be a little bit of information out there you know there's and there was and so yeah so she found tens of thousands of documented medical journals clinical trials things like that and i think I think you felt even a little bit of betrayal, um, that you know, she's been a doctor for 20 years and nobody had talked to her about, you know, this, this potential treatment, you know, instead it was just drug rep after drug rep coming to her office, but nobody talked to her about this holistic, um, approach. And so, um, I think it was really revealing to her, um, and it really kind of started us on this whole new path, of where she could take her practice and really how else could she better serve her community by offering, you know, another solution.
1: Okay. Let me ask you at, as, a, as a provider who doesn't know a whole lot about CBD or, or use it, uh, if you were to simplify it for me and I said, okay, I'm a plastic surgeon and I, I have a patient who had a breast augmentation, um, what should I do or what are your recommendations for me as a provider in terms of how do I incorporate CBD into my practice?
2: So typically, I would say a few, maybe even a week. Of opioids is necessary I've had that surgery done with Sam twice so I can tell you there is there is pain associated with it it's not terrible right I had a tummy tuck also with Sam um, that was way more painful than, than that I had both done at the same time the second time and I forgot completely that I had breast augmentation because it was so uncomfortable right because your skin is so tight it's amazing I do it again People always ask me, would you do it over? And the answer is always yes. I would absolutely do it over. But I would say a week of opioids would probably be sufficient, maybe two. And then transitioning off into a a, a pretty decent dose of CBD. But I would not recommend taking them both together because CBD can potentiate opioids. So you have to be really careful about that. So people are on like other meds it can actually make it work better, which is not always a good thing. For example, high blood pressure, right? High blood pressure pill, you, you can drop out potentially your blood pressure, even like to low, you know, low diastolic or whatever, if they're already kind of running low as it is. So you never kind of want to do both of those at the same time, or you can do a little bit with your blood pressure or your opioid. So what you would do with CBD is sort of like, Dose it where as you're coming off of the opioid, opioid you would go higher. So but you have to kind of trial it because people aren't necessarily, they don't know how much to take. So we kind of have a little bit of a solution to that because we have a nurse group that we also work with for patients that, that can call in and then they can help. And I'll let Trey kind of follow yeah, up on Yeah, and,
3: and to back up a little bit further too, so you said, you know, how much CBD should I take? Well, there's actually three major kinds of CBD that, that are recognized in the United States uh, by the industry. So you have full spectrum CBD, you have broad spectrum CBD, and then you have a CBD isolate. And so three very different uh, forms of it. And so a full spectrum product, uh, if you remember, I said there's, a, there's over a hundred compounds found in the ca- cannabis plant, including THC. Um, you have fatty acids, you have proteins, um, you have flavonoids, uh, you know, you have all this great stuff. And so a full spectrum product takes all those compounds together. All those compounds are extracted to make a full spectrum product. So you're getting multiple cannabinoids, including low amounts of THC, in a full spectrum product. And then you have a broad spectrum product, which is essentially like full spectrum. You have a wide range of canna- cannabinoids, but then the THC is chemically grabbed from it and removed from it. So it becomes non-detectable levels of THC, which can become important if you're a physician or a truck driver or a firefighter and you may be drug tested for your employment. You don't want any kind of false positives being caused by trace amounts of THC, even though they're legal. And then finally, you have a CBD isolate, which is the most refined form of CBD. It's also the cheapest to make. Uh, and basically everything's been removed, but the CBD. So the only chemical compound that, there, that is there is CBD. Um, and then Lisa was talking about, you know, what we've done because one of the biggest issues is really, um, patient education and even provider education. Um, you know, you guys are busy, you're seeing patients and you really have no idea what your staff is telling people, uh, you know, what they're finding on, on, Google, which is pretty dangerous. Um, and so what we did with our company, Wellso is we've partnered with a nonprofit nurses group called Leaf411. And what that does is they're a pure patient advocacy group and provider advocacy group. And you can call in and talk to a registered cannabis nurse, whether you're a physician, a customer, or not even a well customer, you simply call our number and we connect you with a registered nurse and they will cover everything from, um, CBD education, hemp education, dosing protocols, um, medical interactions, prescription interactions. And so we've really, we've kind of really provided this, this kind of safety net for customers and providers to be able to talk to um, registered condition nurses that this is all they do every single day and they're 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 not well-selling nurses they're not leases nurses they they are pure patient advocates and they will tell you if a product is not right for you they're not there to sell products they're there to advocate for the patients and advocate advocate for the plants and so um, And that
2: kind of takes it away from you because then they're not calling patients aren't calling yeah. back in you. And, and I found that, you know, you know how it goes. People are like, forget, or it's not on the list of things, postdoc, whatever. So, but that's, as a patient of of, of Sam and, and having had plastic surgery myself, I would say a week to a week and a half of maybe opioids, because that's what I used it for. And after that, I was pretty much done with the whole thing because I didn't like the way it made me feel anyway. Um, and I, Sam knows I have a funny story about that my first uh I have to throw this in there. It's all all transparent. I injected my own lips um at well, home. Hi, uh, tomorrow, hi, I <laughs> I, bike I don't know why I did it. I, I don't remember and I ordered a bunch of stuff with a monogram on it of my name <laughs> under Viking. I was <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what happened. I, I monogrammed Literally everything that came in the door, and then I injected my lips. So, so as you know, you have IV fluid during surgery. You know too that filler is very hydrophilic. I ended up with the biggest cartoon lips you could ever imagine. It was the most embarrassing time I've ever had in my life, and that was on Vicodin. So I can tell you and attest that that's what these meds will do to you. It changes your brain and it's not okay. And thank God I was able to hyaluronidase my own lips, otherwise that would have been my lips for a very long time. So I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, the next day my daughter comes over and she's like, what the heck have you done? I'm like, oh, my God, this is so bad. So anyway, but, so if I would have had CBD, maybe it would have been a little bit more of a pleasant experience. But um, but I would say about a week to a week and a half of opioids and then transitioning patients over to a high dose cbd to control the pain because it is dose dependent
3: yeah and one of the most difficult things about cbd is that it's not a one-size-fits-all solution for everyone and there's really not a a firm playbook if you have this then you do this and so it, it's a much more personalized um, game plan a personalized you know solution for a patient and so typically you know when we're talking about just general wellness you know we're talking 20 to 50 milligrams of a high quality I stress the high quality part, you know, full spectrum or broad spectrum product, depending on you know, the, the liabilities associated with it. And then as you move up into you know, much more specific you know, symptom relief and you're talking about pain, you're gonna see that dosage start to increase. Um, you know, we, have, we have some people that take hundreds of milligrams of CBD every day because that's what it takes for them to, to reach relief. And so, you know, typically we, we encourage people to start out on the slower side, you know, take the product, you know, see, does it relieve their symptoms after two or three days? If it does not, then you generally start increasing and titrating that amount up until, until your symptoms are relieved. But it's it's a very personal um, and patient-specific plan. And so um, that's one thing that we love about having the nurses is you could call them 10 times a day, every day, if you wanted to, and they're going to be there and kind of that's walk free, you through. And no charge. And kind of walk you through. Um, but, but that is a difficult part for a provider is that it's not like, you know, all right, you have stomach pain and I'm going to give you X amount of whatever, and that'll take care of it. Um, there is a little bit of trial and error, you know, we, we always recommend it up to our customers and patients to journal, you know, how are you feeling? How much did you take? You know, what kind of relief did you find? And cause you know, you just forget day to day. Well, did I feel good yesterday? I'm not really sure. And so. We've really found that you know a patient actually taking charge of their own treatment and journaling how they feel is really powerful for them. And it really helps them kind of find where that sweet spot is, where they can take the right amount of product and, and get get the relief that they want.
2: But even if you, like you're a big advocate in the office with just like your 50 to 60 milligrams daily. We're trying to normalize this for people where this is just what you do. We take, you know, I take 50 milligram capsules daily just for my general health and wellness. But then as right. you need more, you know, you can always take more. I've taken up to 200 milligrams depending on whatever's happening in a day. And that's okay. But it, it is also a little bit weight dependent as well.
3: So trail with need to can take I? more than me. And so, and can I think I like the...
0: good. No, sorry. Well, I was going to ask. So um, I noticed that most of what you guys are referring to seem to be oral dosing of CBD. But you know, when you walk into any sort of dispensary, there's a lot of topical formulations as well. Do you guys see there being a role for this as well in the management of surgical pain? And is there a difference in CBD in the topical form that's derived predominantly from hemp versus one that has a higher THC concentration?
3: Yeah, so I mean, so what we see in both her practice, our brick and mortar store, and then our private brand Um, We see a lot of people using topicals in conjunction with an ingestible form of CBD. So we do have some people that, you know, hey, I just got a little ache in my elbow and I'm going to rub a topical on it. Uh, But the people that we get the the most positive feedback from is they're using an ingestible form of CBD because you can get much higher concentrations. So they're treating themselves internally first to control the inflammation or whatever the symptom is. And then they're coming back and they're layering a topical for acute issues and flare-ups. A lot of the topicals you see on the market, especially CBD related, are going to be isolate um, because it's a lot easier to make a isolate into a lotion or a topical than it is a full spectrum or broad spectrum product, Um, but you're going to see a lot of benefits, but we we get the most positive feedback that people are using it in conjunction with an ingestible. if a topical is made from a high THC um, plant versus a high CBD plant like hemp, you're gonna have different benefits. And so we always tell people, you know, even in this age as we're seeing uh, you know, recreational marijuana become more prominent in more states, there's a big difference between CBD and THC and what those benefits are. So we you know,
2: recommend both if it is legal in your state. So CBD has a completely different system to receive it than THC does. They're two different things. So people think, I think people think that, oh, once my state goes legal, I don't have to take CBD anymore. Like it's THC and that's not true. They're two completely different benefits. So um, just say, yeah, so you can still take THC if it becomes legal, but CBD is also, it's like it's uh, twin, you know, it's like a good, a good thing to take along with. So, but I wouldn't recommend a topical over an incision site
1: for anything
2: because I've done, I like, I remember Sam, and I'll be very transparent here. My first surgery was Sam. I took it upon myself to treat my surgical (laughs) incisions with like oil. I was like, oh, this is like homeopathic oils and all that, it split my incision open. I had to go back, you know, that's why I ended up going back for my second one um, because my incisions were actually um, just they didn't heal very well, and that was completely my fault. So, but I don't recommend well, we, Sam. You know, Sam's always like paper tape, paper tape only, leave it on. And of course, I went ahead and decided I'm a doctor. I know how to do this stuff too, and I didn't. <laughs> and he was right. And I ruined my operative site. So, um, so I That's would good. never recommend rolling anything over your surgical incisions. Keeping them dry with the paper tape is always best.
1: Yeah. So thank we thank you him. for. We thank you for you know sacrificing your body. I
2: did. I did you know.
1: sacrifice. Don't exactly. kind of like now, I know, right?
2: Like now, I can tell all my patients, don't do this, don't do that. And I tell them all what I done done. And I'm like, but just listen to what he has to say. You know, don't do what I did.
3: And, and we've talked about it a couple of different times. and never really expounded on it. So you actually have a system to receive these cannabinoids within your body. So whether you're taking you know CBD for general wellness or you're taking it for post-op pain, you have a system within your body, the endocannabinoid system. It's a medically recognized system, and a lot of the science shows that you know we believe it to be kind of the, ma- the maestro of the symphony, the symphony conductor. And the endocannabinoid system's main function is to regulate the other sym- the, the other systems in the body. And so your body actually makes cannabinoids itself. And so when you're feeling stress, anxiety, pain your body releases these cannabinoids they call them the boy scout molecules because they go around to the other systems and say you know do you need help do you need help do you need help and their their ultimate goal is to bring homeostasis to the body the problem in today's society from the food we eat to the stresses we're under you know all the different things of our lifestyle our bodies either can't make or don't make enough endogenous cannabinoids to really satisfy what our body needs and so what scientists have found are the cannabinoids in the cannabis plant are easily recognized by our body like they're endogenous and so you can supplement your own endocannabinoid system using cannabis and so that's why it becomes really you know powerful is you know you're not telling your patients to take something that their body doesn't recognize you know it's not you know some potion out there, you know, snake oil. Your body has a system. Every mammal has this system in their body to receive it, um, and and it's and it's really powerful. And so and there, are,
2: there, are these things. Well, you know, there are these things called receptors. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it's like yeah, but like most people don't realize. Like, for, the record, yeah. for the
3: record, I'm the dumbest one on this call, so they know a lot more. Yeah
1: who knows
2: a lot so um so yeah we have receptors just like we do to everything in our body to receive these there's cb1 and cb2 receptors cb1 is mostly brain but cb2 receptors are your gut and your immune system so everybody now since 2020 knows about immunity thank god and like finally we We're talking about immune system function, but this is very similar to say like a D3. I check uh, vitamin D3 on people to check, you know, immune system status and all of that now because we know it helps with immunity, but it's very similar to that. You know, we have a system that will receive it because we're not getting it from the sun anymore. And so we have to take, like I literally have to take vitamin D because I can't process it. So I take it every single day because I know I have a system to receive it, just like I take CBD, so it should just be like a normal supplement you take every day. Like I take vitamin okay. C, I take, you know, those sorts of things. So we're just trying to make yes. it where people understand it's something that you just take, and then when yeah. you take post op, you take more. Is a yeah. big difference. Well, that, and then-
0: That makes a ton of sense. I mean, and if I tell me if I'm the take-home message is wrong here, but I'm getting a few things out of this. One, CBD maybe not really for the acute, acute surgical pain, but as you're transitioning in that period of time where it becomes more subacute. A higher dose of it Two, two, I think what you guys have set up with the nursing line is huge. So for listeners out there, um, because I don't know anything about CBD, Sam doesn't know anything about CBD. You guys know everything about CBD, but I know when I walk into a store, I don't know what I'm buying. Um, I don't know. There's, there's a CBD shop every block. It seems like in the state of Texas. So being able to actually have a place where people can actually get a reputable nurse is huge. So for listeners that are interested in this, how do they get a hold of the nursing line involved with your, with your product? Sure. So
3: all you do is call us at WellSell. It's 817-989-6219. Your first option when you call will be to connect with a nurse and you just hit the number one button and you'll be transferred to um, a registered cannabis nurse. They're actually located all over the country. Um, but yeah, you just give us a call. It's free. You can call once you can call a hundred times. And the same thing goes for, uh, so, you know, with our well brand, you know, we were in physicians offices, chiropractors offices, things like that. Um, and so it's been really beneficial not only to those people, but their staff as well. You know, if they're standing there with a patient, um, who has a question, they can literally just call up, you know, right there in the office and get the solution that they need and that way, you know, the patient walks out with with, with what they need that day.